Blog Talk Radio. Good evening. Welcome to Broadcasting Politics. Host Ruben Torres. Um, well, tonight our co-host Luther May is not here yet. So, as Cisco Costa, I will be handling the whole show by myself. We were supposed to have Julio Rivera, um, but he, he has some family issues. And he has postponed our interview tonight. So I'm going to be taking the whole show and running with it. There's a lot to talk about. But I think one of the, oh, before we go on, we have to, the show, this show is sponsored by Students for Better Future. Our producer, Doreen LaGuardia, does a great job in regards to basically pushing, not pushing, but basically educating a lot of our young kids in regards to being conservative, the conservative aspect of it. Uh, and she's out, at, out there on, on campus, college campus, promoting conservatism. And also, she's also involved in human trafficking uh, in, in the aspect of trying to identify organizations that will work to try and curb this whole evil aspect of human trafficking. So we have to send out a shout to uh, Dorima Guardia, our producer. She is fantastic. And, and the show, again, is sponsored by Students for a Better Future. You can take the time and log on to our website uh, and donate, studentsforabetterfuture.com. So Wednesday, middle of the week. Ready for uh, another great show, Broadcast Politics. So I think there's quite a few things. There's, I mean, there is so much to talk about, but I, I want to I touch on something that really took my attention right away this week. Kanye West was married to Kim Kardashian, the Kardashian clan. She came out, he came out and said that he supports and, 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 and really loves Donald Trump. Well, by him saying that, the whole media, the left, went berserk, totally berserk. They're out of control. They cannot believe that a black man, a rapper, and someone of the status of Kanye West were supporting Donald Trump. That's impossible. How could that happen? They just are totally, totally confused. Well, the, the real, the, the, the funny thing about it is, what I find funny is that a lot of the, the Democrats, actually, the Democrat Party is, is really, really down, it's going in downhill mode. They're losing, they're losing a, lot of, a lot of their base. And one of the things that I that I always bring up to a lot of my listeners is the fact that you know you we hear in the media, well, a Democrat won here, a Democrat won there, and you know basically making it feel making it sound like the Democrats are back, they're totally back. They're not. It's a dying party. You know, if you can really, really 
understand what the Democrat Party of today is compared to the Democrat Party of years ago, you will see that the Democrat Party today is, 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 is the party, it's a socialist party. It's a communist party. It's not the party that we grew up with. You know, they're in support. They're in support of, of, of illegal immigration. They're in support of convict criminals. They're against the police. I mean, it's it's. I call it the party, the, the party of treason. All right. I don't see how a party like that is going to survive. Survive. In our country, it's it's a dying party. So, the fact that Kanye West and some of these black rappers are coming out and saying black people are not, you know, they're not uh, don't black people. Uh, this is a, one of the rappers said black people don't have to be Democrats. It's this is an all. <laughs> this is an assault on, on the Democrat Party coming from one of their strongest base, which is the black community. So I, I really believe that at this point in time, Democrat Party is dying. It's it, 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 it slowly, gradually dying, and they will not revive as many in the media are saying that come November, they're going to sweep. I mean, are they living in, 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 they're living in a bubble. They have to be living in a bubble. You know? We have, we had eight years of a president that did not energize this country. It divided this country totally. We had a president of eight years that believed that America was not number one, that we needed to be part of the globalist world, the world community, that that's the role that we should be, that we should have, that we should not be strong, we should be weak, that our economy needs to rely on others, but that we cannot be the strong force, the dominant one, the leader. So we're dealing, and we're basically have done, I mean, a great job so far, I believe, of slowly, slowly reviving some of those eight years that we went through that were, in my opinion, pitiful and horrible years in our country. You know, the economy's doing really well. Just the, the just the mood people are, are 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 once again looking at the future in a very, very positive way. I don't know if anyone else out there felt that way during the eight years of, of Barack Hussein Obama. But I can tell you, personally, 
I did not feel confident those, during those eight years that his administration was in power. So when I hear, and I laugh, the Democrat Party, it's going to sweep the Senate. They're going to retake Congress. And in 2020, they're going to win back the White House. Are they, are they freaking kidding me? Are they still in a bubble, living in a bubble, not understanding that the American people have rejected them and that the American people will continue to reject them, especially when they're assaulting the First Amendment, the Second Amendment, and the Fourth Amendment? You know, it's, it's, it's pitiful. It's, 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 it's completely... They have gone insane. So it, it's really remarkable when I hear, when I listen to, uh, which I don't listen too often, but once in a while I will, and I admit it. I'll listen to the left wing media, the fake news media, and they will come out and say, well, you know, we're gonna, we won here in Pennsylvania. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna win in Arizona. Well, yeah, last night they didn't win in Arizona. I don't care if they try to minimize that win, because they will always minimize any win that is won by a Republican conservative. They will minimize it. They'll they'll basically come up with millions and millions of excuses. Well, I can tell you that Arizona a Republican one, it still shows that the Republican Party still is in control and they will basically maintain. And I can, I'm saying it right now, and you can come back and and tell me and and say, Cisco, you were were not right. Uh, And I can accept that. But I can guarantee you that they're not going to win back the White House, and they're not going to win the House, and they're not going to win the Senate. You know, I mean, looking at some of the candidates that are thinking of running, Cabell Harris, the senator from California, uh, Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders, Joe Biden, John Kerry, <clears throat> You're talking about, excuse me, you're talking about a lot of of individuals that have have been. They're no longer relevant. Okay. And, 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 (laughs) you know, as much as you may want to hate Donald Trump, as much as you want to minimize his uh, and say he's not intelligent, I can tell you right now that he's better than any of those candidates. All right. He, he, he has demonstrated, he has demonstrated that he is, is someone who's going to fight the establishment and he has fought the establishment. Okay. There is a power. See what a lot of people don't understand Washington. There is a power based structure. Just think about the deep state, and the shadow government, that's real. I've known that for years. I mean, it's, 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 not, it's not like it's something that just popped up. It's been around. 
there is a power base that controls and dictates what it's you know what happens in Washington. So, and 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 and, and to be you know, I'm, I'm being honest with myself. They they are uh, and, and with my listeners, there's definitely uh, the Democrats control a lot. Of, they're part of that uh, power structure. Okay, the Soros of the world have a lot of influence within the Democratic Party and also within Washington. I mean, Washington has become very, very corrupt. Democrats know a lot about corruption. They're, they're, they're the leaders. They're, they're definitely uh, they're one step ahead of everyone when it comes to corruption. You know, the middle name of the Democratic Party is corruption. So I, what I'm saying to a lot of people is that if you're going to believe, and I'm, and I'm talking to the Republican conservative base out there, if you're going to listen to the left-wing fake media, and they're going to tell you that there's no chance that Ted Cruz will win in Texas, that there's no chance that they will, uh, Republicans will retain the House and the Senate, if you want to continue to believe them, then let's go back a year ago or a year and a half ago when they were predicting Hillary Clinton was going to win in a landslide. And guess what? Donald Trump won. So I don't, whatever comes out of these Democratic left-wing fake news analysts, I don't pay attention to it. Because they don't, they're not relevant. In my book, they're not relevant. They're a bunch of sociopath, psychopath, liars who will lie for, for, for anything. So my feeling is we need to believe, we need to continue believing that the Republican Party, the Conservative Party, win in November. But but the the bigger picture, the bigger picture that I see here is we have to take it upon ourselves to really elect true Republicans and true conservatives. Because we do have another problem that we've been fighting within the, the Republican base. And that's the rhinos. Republican name Republican in name only. Those individuals are much as I would consider them even more of an enemies than the, the current Democratic Party because they have actually they pretend to be Republican conservatives and they're not. And what I'm talking about, I'm talking about the Paul Ryan's of the world, the Mitch McConnell's of the world, individuals that profess conservatism and they do not apply that. They do not. They do not execute. They, they're part of they're, what I, I, call, I call them part of that globalist nucleus that's based in Washington. They don't believe in nationalism. They don't believe in American, America first. Country first. They believe in basically the party and not necessarily the Republican Party, the Democratic Party. 
So I know I've heard from a lot of you, a lot of, uh, of my listeners saying we're, we're nervous about November. And I, and I tell all of them, I'm not concerned. You know, we had the case, we have the case of this guy, um, the Democrat Beto, Beto O'Rourke, who's running against Ted Cruz. Okay. Alarms have gone off. Alarms have gone off. Indicating Ted Cruz will not be reelected. Come on. You know, in the state of Texas, there is a bastion of Democrat cities. And Ted Cruz, when he was elected, he did not win those areas, those cities. And he will not win it again. But that's not the whole state. The whole state is where he is going to win and dominate. He's not going to win in, in Dallas. He's not going to win in San Antonio. He's not going to win in, 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 uh, in Houston, liberal cities in, in, in the state of Texas. But he will win in the areas that initially put him in Washington. He will continue to do that. And the fact, and the fact now, I know that there is the Ted Cruz supporters and then there's the Never Trumpers supporters who are Ted Cruz supporters uh, or, other, or other supporters of other candidates. I have to tell you that Ted Cruz has announced that he will be supporting Donald Trump in 2020. He will be supporting the re-election of Donald Trump in 2020, okay? And I think that's a a very good move by by Ted. You know, people have criticized Ted, Ted Cruz, for a lot of things, saying that, you know, he he hasn't been supportive of of the president. But, again, people forget that he's running for a re-election. He has to play it really cool. He cannot go one. He cannot go one extreme or go the other extreme. He has to balance it out. So I believe that we're in good shape. We are totally in good shape. You know, the party that that really should fear November is the Democratic Party. And now with the revelations that these individuals. Rappers and black rappers, I mean, uh, are are coming out in support of Donald Trump. That is a huge blow to the Democratic base, to the Democratic establishment. Because if they start losing, which I believe is going to be a, a, a growing tendency... It's a growing movement of the black community saying, we've had enough of 50 years of not doing anything for the community. And it has continued. I mean, you have areas in urban America that are still infected with drugs with 
alcohol, with prostitution, with crime. Prime example, the city of Chicago. And I think the black community is beginning to start, you know, they're beginning to wake up and say, why do we continue voting for this party? This party hasn't done crap. Has actually the party, the Democratic Party, wants to keep us as victims. They want us to keep us in our in the Democratic plantation. They don't want us to have a voice. And I think more, more, more in the, in the black community are beginning to realize that that they've been trapped in that particular environment and they've had enough and that's I think that's one of the reasons that uh, Kanye West and some of these black rappers are coming out against and supporting Donald Trump they see that 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 the party hasn't done anything and will not do anything as a matter of fact, the Democratic parties, I think they, they basically have done a disservice to the black community. They're basically saying uh, when they are actually accepting and allowing uh, and pushing for caravans of illegal immigrants from Central America and other parts of the world to come here, establish themselves, and break the law, and push aside the black community that has been voting for them and has been loyal to them for so many years, I think that's another aspect that I think they're seeing, the black community seeing, saying, wait a minute, we've been voting for you guys for so long, and now you're, 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 you're basically pushing us aside and, and saying uh, – Illegal immigrants are the ones that we're going to be fighting for. That's where I think this whole situation with with uh, Kanye West and and, um, and the black rappers are are, are basically um, pushing that agenda because you know a lot of the young black kids in the black community are basically very very attached. They're very attached to the rapper rapping community, the rapper community. And they idolize these individuals. So I think that's that basically, I think it's, it what's happening is a hip-hop revolution where the black celebrities are rebelling against the Democratic establishment. You know, when they're coming out and saying black people don't have to be Democrats. That to me is... It's really, really, really incredible. Not, I'm not shocked. I'm not surprised. But incredible. And uh, so what, what, what do you think the Democrats are doing now when they have a, a celebrity, a black celebrity like Kanye West, who is very influential, Telling that and other rappers like hip hop artist Chance the Rapper, who says 
hey, black people don't have to be Democrats. So what do you think is the Democrats' tactic to go after these individuals? Because they have broken a law. They have gone against the establishment. So they come out now, they're saying that, that Kanye West's mental, mental uh, situation is not good. So they're trying to demonize him in bringing up his health issue. And that's how the Democrat Party works. They don't fight fair. They try to make sure that, that you get totally wiped out. They don't believe in working and having a decent debate over an issue. They have to come out and be nasty. And that's what they're doing now with Kanye West by bringing up some of his medical conditions. Sad is that, you know. So that's basically uh, they're demonizing Kanye, and because he is basically being himself, and the media working for the Democratic Party is making sure that the mental health of Kanye West is out there because. He has gone against the system, the democratic power base system. So, you know, it's it's basically they're attacking him over his support for Trump. So I uh, I I'm enjoying this. I don't know about anyone else, but I'm enjoying. It. I mean, the fact that he's a free thinker that he and he, and, and and he they're trying him not to basically talk and discuss the situation, but they're throwing in the mental health card. <laughs> that shows you what the media in this country and the Democratic Party are all about. They are getting exposed so huge. I mean, the exposing... This, to me, I, I'm going to say right now, I think this is one of the biggest stories already in the year. And I think it's going to really, really, <laughs> it's going to hurt the, the Democratic Party. It's definitely going to uh, hurt them because they're attacking someone who is actually idolized within the black community. So, uh, So basically... The media has been putting out stories about what uh, Kanye West ever since the rapper tweeted out in support of one of one of one of uh, black conservative activists, Candace. He professed and supported her views. So it's basically, um, you know, he's getting a, a, a leftist backlash. A very, very big leftist backlash. But again, did you expect anything different from the Democratic Party and the Democratic media? No, I did not. I didn't. 
But anyway, let's touch on something. I think we've covered enough the whole situation, but I think, and once again, for the last time, this is going to hurt the Democratic Party. Come November, I can see a lot of black Democrats staying home. They will not be out there supporting the, uh, the Democratic Party. So I'm going to, I want to talk about the, uh, the, the DACA issue. That's the, uh, the unconstitutional, and hear that again, unconstitutional executive order that Barack Hussein Obama gave to individuals that were brought here to, this country, to our country illegally by their parents. Or they were, you know, basically, you know, they were born here and they became anchor babies, born to illegal immigrants, illegal aliens. So for the third time in the past year and a half, a judge has upheld DACA and has ordered DHS to accept new applications. What does that actually mean? Well, Donald Trump has said that, and he came out on the, in the State of the Union. He came out in the State of the Union and said, he told the Democrats, you see, pointed to them and said, I'm willing to do this. I'm willing to uh, provide legal residency, legal status to 700, 800, whatever the number was. I can't recall at the moment, but I know it's. I think it's about 700. Legal status, it came out now in exchange for that. We need to get approval for the wall. What did the Democratic Party do? They sat back and did nothing. Just like Obama did nothing for eight years. Yes, he signed that executive order. But what has that be- how has that benefited the DACA recipient. If he really, if he or the Democratic Party really wanted to legalize these individuals, he had eight years to do it. And he did not do it. He did not accomplish. That's the reason it's so laughable when, when it comes to, uh, well, Donald Trump is, is a racist. The Republican Party is a, they're a racist because you know, you know, these young people who are here, you know, they're good, hardworking and, you know, college, you know, they're going to college and some are serving in the military. Well, how come Barack Hussein Obama and the Democratic Party, when they had control, did not do anything to seal and complete the whole process? Instead, they just left it out there not accomplishing the goals that their base, which is a lot of the illegal immigrants, to go all the way and actually allow them and give them legal status. They never did that. They just sat back and made sure that they got the credit. Oh, we passed DACA. We passed DACA. But what did you do with DACA? So, 
a third judge in the District of Columbia basically said that that he upholds DACA and that it was basically not not um, what was it? It was unconstitutional to do that. So now now it's the White House has to basically file an appeal in regards to getting this whole mess. This is a mess. Our immigration system is a total mess. I mean, when are we going to really fix this and where basically if you want to come to this country, you have to come through the legal process. What has happened through the illegal process is all the drugs that are coming in, not just through the southern border, to the northern border, all the borders, you know, they're coming in. And there's an epidemic, you know, a drug up in there, a heroin epidemic. And I remember, I don't remember as a kid the, having the infiltration of so much drugs in our country. But that, had, that eight years that Barack Hussein Obama uh, has allowed all allowed that whole, all the borders between the northern border and the southern border to be infiltrated by criminals, by drug mules, by coyotes, coyotes. Uh, And it's basically, (laughs) that's the reason we're having, we continue to have a drug epidemic in in our country. And people say, well, the nice people are, are, you know, there's also nice people that are coming through uh, because they're, they're, they're trying to escape from their country. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. If you are living in a country that criminality is acceptable, then you are at fault for that. And you have to go and fight your government for that. We're not here to basically fix the problems of every country out there. If you feel totally that you need to leave that country, think about going somewhere else because personally, I don't want you here. Okay? We, we need to really, and, 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 and if you do want to come here, you can come here, but you're going to have to come through here legally like every other individuals that have come here legally. But you see, the thing is that the Democratic Party, they don't really believe in what, they don't actually believe in what's legal to be acceptable. Being illegal is more of an acceptable form of behavior. Being lawlessness. That's acceptable. You know, it's, it's really, the, ter- the tides have turned. What was right 20 years ago, today is wrong. And what was wrong 20 years is right. But that's the, that's the, that's the narrative, the push that comes out of the uh, Democratic Party. So it's, it's definitely, like I said, I 
believe that we need to fix our immigration situation. Uh, the uh, the border, the wall, that has to be that has to go up. You know, it, it, I, I don't know what the argument is, what the discussion is. There, 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 there's, there's no discussion. Every country has the right to protect themselves. Once you stop protecting and defending your border, you're not a sovereign country anymore. You're gone. The country is gone. You know, once the invasion, if the invasion continues, You'll definitely not have a country, so it's definitely uh, not it's not beneficial. It's not beneficial, and it I don't think that uh, it's good for the country. So, but <laughs> I, uh, I I find that interesting that that three federal judges have basically pushed back against Donald Trump's DACA situation, DACA status. Uh, and have we heard have we heard from the Democratic Party? What have they done for DACA recipients? They haven't done anything. They have totally left them behind. Just like they did the the black community. So who are they focusing on now? The Muslim community. Yeah. So, but anyway, I thought that would that would be interesting. Uh, nationalism goes global. I found this. I found this interesting. You know, there's a war out there. It's not a, a military war. It's a mind control war. An information war. And nationalism goes global in, in Australia. I found this interesting. They're pa- trying to pass a law that everything in, in, in Australia has to be printed in English. It cannot be in any other language. So, and they're trying, because Australia has had a lot of influence, influence, influx, excuse me, influx. They've had a large influx of individuals, jihadists, as I call them. And, uh, and that has actually created a problem. Now, remember, Australia is the country that confiscated everyone's gun, well, every law-abiding citizen's gun in the early 2000, uh, 2006, I believe. And today, the crime rate, not because of guns, but because of other weapons that have taken over have actually 
I've had crime has gone up, more home invasions, knives, hammers. They've had also a van attack, you know, a minivan attack, a car, a truck attack. So you're, you're, you're talking about, even though they banned and they confiscated because criminals will basically find a way to accomplish their goals. So I found that really, really, really uh, interesting. Uh, Michael Cohen, uh, the attorney for, oh, I think he's still the attorney of, of Donald Trump, has said that he's going to take the fifth amendment. I mean, he's going to he's going to take the fifth. Well, it's remarkable again. I have to go back. I'm sorry, uh, but I have to go back to the Democratic Party. Democratic Party is suing the broken, broken financial, financially broken Democratic Party. It's suing Donald Trump for the 2016 election. How laughable is that? When that party, the Democratic Party, and there's evidence that has come out, it's been documented that they rigged the election against Bernie Sanders. That's the most laughable. And it's going to backfire. It's going to backfire uh, because there's no evidence, there's no collusion, there's nothing. But again, you're talking about a party that is desperate. You know, the entire the uh, Democratic National Committee uh, lawsuit is just nothing but a left wing conspiracy theory dressed up as a lawsuit. You know. With, the collusion that Trump and Julian Assange from WikiLeaks and a number of other individuals, it's clear that the DNC, the Democratic National Committee, stands for one thing, desperately needing cash. I found, I found that to be a very precise label or title for the Democratic Party. So it's it's definitely uh, it's gonna be laughable when they lose that lawsuit. And even 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 certain individuals that are part of the left wing fake news media says that the lawsuit is a hundred percent done. The only purpose. Uh, is to raise money for the Democrats in this congressional midterm election. Remember I was mentioning at the beginning that the, the congressional midterm election, this is the, the Democratic National Committee, it's financially broke. Even with Mr. Soros' financial handouts, the party is broke. And basically the lawsuit is nothing but a joke. So I, I found that to be really, really uh, laughable when it came to the um, 
to the uh, lawsuit. The lawsuit will backfire, and and uh, Democratic Party will continue to nosedive. So then we had this other individual, Mr. Comey, James Comey. So you know, James Comey was on his book tour, promoting his book tour. He was on CBS on 60 Minutes, and uh, well, he has a right to criticize. Uh, the president. I mean, there, there, there's nothing, you know, we cannot allow anyone to hinder anyone's expression, freedom of expression. So, Mr. Comey is out there promoting his, his book and, and, and saying that, you know, he's on, uh, that the president is unfit to be, you know, to be the president. But, you know, it's remarkable that, that Comey and his family were basically working. I mean, he was working for the FBI, the director, and his family were actually supporting Hillary Clinton. So right there, there's a conflict of interest, okay, because he's not going to go against his family's wishes. And he was part, he was also part, he was, a, he, I think he's still a member of the Clinton Foundation. So you're talking about a guy who is a leaker was a liar who headed the FBI and who basically still from behind the scenes he's probably working behind the scenes to undermine the, the president and, and, and the administration so I believe that if I was the president of the United States I would ask my attorney general this guy for lying and leaking he needs to be punished. Okay. So that to me is is uh, really really interesting. Well, this week we also had the president of France, Macron, which I really detest. Uh, Macron is is a puppet for the globalists. He's a total populist puppet. He's a globalist to the max. He was supposed to be, according to the globalists, he was supposed to be the, the wonder boy, the, 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 the wonder boy of the globalist movement in Europe. But I think that he's come to realize that people do not want a globalist, a, a globalist environment. They, want, they still love their country and they believe in nationalism. So what, is, what does he tell uh, Trump? Nationalist that to resist nationalism that divides the world. No, the president of the United States cannot accept and allow the globalists to convert this world into a globalist nightmare. Because if we let them do that, they will actually they will actually do it, and it's not going to be pretty. We must remain and have sovereignty. sovereignty. Because in Europe, there's none. Europe is dictated. The 28 countries that are part of the European Union, they have one boss. It's called the European Union, based out of Brussels. A bunch of plutocrats and bureaucrats. 
socialists and communists who basically dictate to every nation that's part of that union on what their budget is going to be, on what the quarter from for migration for migrants is, and everything else. Each country, I don't care if they select a president or a prime minister, they don't have the ultimate final decision. It's the European Union in Brussels that dictates what and who and what they can do. So it's definitely not not uh, pretty. Let let me touch. Let me let me go back. I want to touch again on immigration. Well, the president is doing something that I think is doing. I think is really really clever. He's telling Mexico. He's using NAFTA to hold Mexico accountable on immigration. So, and I think it's working because well, remember that caravan of individuals that were heading towards the U.S.? Well, Mexico finally fiercely enforced that part of, of their southern border. And that got their attention because Donald Trump says, if you don't take care of that, we're going to have to make some modifications on the NAFTA agreement. So, and again, if you read the Mexican immigration laws, they are, they're very tough. They don't give you an inch. I mean, if you assist, abate anyone who's illegally in the country in the country of Mexico, you will be arrested. You will be punished. Non-Mexican nationals cannot protest. Raise their flags. Hold their flags. Object to anything if you're are if you're a foreigner. Something contrary to what individuals who are not here, who are not American citizens, can do here. We actually give them the opportunity to do that. And in turn they criticize and say that, that we are a racist country. You know how laughable that is. But um I believe, I'm, I'm, I'm in full agreement that if Mexico and Canada, because we do have an issue, you know, Canada on a lesser degree, but Canada, there's a lot of drugs that come through the northern border. Uh, we, we have to set conditions and, and, and modify the NAFTA agreement. Our country cannot accept what's happening. And we must get wall funding fast. And that, to me, is leadership. We have to tell Mexico that if they value NAFTA, and NAFTA is important to them, then they must consider how important it was in securing our border. 
because the cash cow agreement that was signed some years ago, as well as the foreign aid that we give the country, will be under the act, will be eliminated if Mexico doesn't get their shit together. All right? That, to me, is... I don't know how more more direct you can get. And if Mexico is willing to not do the right thing, then they must be punished. So, it definitely... And the countries like in Central America... If the government cannot and is not willing to put a stop to pushing all these individuals to come here, to come to our country, then we must tackle and attack them financially. No financial aid. You take care of those borders. If you don't, you're not getting any, any of our money. So I think that that that's leadership, and I and I, and I really uh, admire that from Trump. I think he's 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 taking a position that if I was running, if I was the president of the United States, I would take the same position. As long as my as long as my country is protected and secure, then 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 we can talk about expanding legal immigration, but not illegal. Never illegal. Illegal is, is what the word illegal means. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely, um, you know, the whole situation with the sanctuary cities and the Democrats basically supporting sanctuary cities and suing, they're suing the government for the government opposing against sanctuary cities. And again, I listen to the audience. Sanctuary cities are there for one reason. It's a cash cow for the cities. If there was no federal funding going to these cities, I can guarantee you that they would eliminate the title of sanctuary city. That would not exist if there was no federal funding. That's that's a that's a huge fight. That's a huge battle that I think is going to really develop into a. It's going to develop into a. It's going to get ugly because I think that there's there's too many forces that are for and also that are against. So, uh, so I, I definitely believe that the sanctuary cities and the illegal immigration and the push by some of these countries in Central America has a lot to do with this constant attack. I mean, the system is so corrupted from Washington to a lot of these federal judges who, you know, I don't have proof of it, but I I can guarantee, I, I think, I believe strongly that they are getting bribed. How, how how can any judge that actually is reading the law or actually following the law, the Constitution, be for illegal immigration? He has to get he has to be 
they have to be paying. They have to be, or, or either they pay him or they're, they're constantly getting threats. Threatened, you know. They ha- there's no way a, a, a very high level conscious judge is going to sit there and say, this is, this is okay. No, it's not okay. We cannot allow individuals to just disregard the rule, rule of law. They cannot. And if we allow that to happen, then that's going to, we're not going to have a country, folks. We're not. You know, it's, it's very, very, uh, we are, we have an internal war in, in our country also. And that internal war is heating up. And whoever feels that they can sit back and relax and not do anything about it will eventually see, see themselves not in a very pretty position. We have to fight and we have to continue to make sure that, that our country remains free, free of us expressing ourselves the way we want to express ourselves. Of course, not, not with racism or anything, but if we believe that illegal immigration is, is wrong, we're, we should be allowed to profess it. So we're coming to the end of the show. Uh, one final note, the NRA gets record-breaking uh, donations. Even after all those shootings, uh, that's that sends a very strong message to the anti-gun uh, lobbyists who believe that who believe that guns are responsible for the killings and not people. Because in London, about a week and a half ago, fifty people were injured. Because people were running around with knives, stabbing people. There's an epidemic in London, in the city of London. And it's not because of guns, it's because of knives. So are we going to ban knives now? Until these individuals understand that it's not the gun, it's not the knife, it's the individual that you have to attack or go after and punish. So have a great week. God bless America. And remember, we will win in November. No doubt about it. Okay. Have a good night.